and round goes the wheel of love. Some say like Russian roulette. There's a jackpot I'm dreaming of. I'm ready to place my bet. No need to bet still. All right, and here we are live in Seattle today with the second edition of. How you living? How you living with Chaz and Mikkel live in Greenwood. How you living today, Chaz? You know, I'm doing pretty well today. Just hanging out, chilling out, having some fun. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy. How about you? Uh, doing well. We're uh, we're now two days post Christmas. Uh, we're in the uh, the holly holiday holiday taint. I gotta bring up taints again. Last <laughs> last time was the election <laughs> taint. taint. Damn. That's what that's what uh, Doug Benson calls it. Uh, he does a holiday taint tour where he does like three comedy shows in the days between uh, Christmas and New Year's down in Southern California. Shout out to other podcaster Doug Vinson. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm ha- I'm living pretty good too, man. I had my birthday last week. Yeah, it was happy belated birthday. Thank you, thank you. And uh, that went really well. Uh, otherwise, I mean, we won trivia on my birthday at your trivia. That's true. You did, you guys did. Yeah, and we don't get any inside information. Um, and it was cool because we came in and we were all going to be one group. And then last minute, like, three people showed up. So we split in half, and I just happened to be on the winning half. So, you know, sometimes you jump on the right lifeboat. Hey, that's yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, man. Otherwise, uh, we've got a segment, too, this week. It's going to be called Callbacks, and that's where we realize things that we said and or did last week didn't quite shed enough light on an issue, or we skipped over things that were drastically more important than we alluded to. It's our look back to what we've already visited, and it's Callbacks. We don't have a theme song yet. I guess it'd be something like... Callbacks. <laughs> okay. Okay, not that one, but yeah. <laughs> So, uh, call back to Aleppo, first of all. Uh, we brought up Syria as, like, a, a byproduct of 2016 and didn't even mention, like, the atrocities or the the humanitarian crisis that's there. And uh, and we kind of Gary Johnson the shit out of Aleppo, and for that we apologize. <laughs> Goddamn. So this week we give Aleppo a quick callback. What kind of information... Do we want to give the people about the situation in Aleppo? I mean, you you guys should look it up. Like as we saw a couple of weeks ago, basically the whole city of Aleppo is being evacuated. It is a city in Syria. Um, as of the last census in 2005, it has 2.3 million people living in it. So that's a city where basically all those people are getting displaced, right? I'm trying to think of a city in America that has two point I mean, Three million people. I guess that's close to think of the whole metropolitan area of Seattle and King County being displaced. It's kind of like that. Yeah. But doubled. Right. And uh, in an in a a like bombed, formerly just you know nothing left infrastructure wise city. So it's it's like Seattle after an attack. So. But yeah. Yeah. Uh. So that was also a big deal. For our 2016 look back at, at why it's like "fuck you" 2016 is kind of the motto, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's yeah one of those one of those points is uh, is to make sure that we're 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 shedding light on big issues and uh, so so obviously it's a podcast we're not gonna dedicate the entire show to that we're just here to uh, to reemerge some uh, some things we glossed over um also uh, we keep losing more people. 
Right? Like, <clears throat> so now we've lost a prince and a princess because Carrie Fisher, who portrayed Princess Leia, passed away now within the confines of 2016. So Wait a second. Is that confirmed? Because by the time, like, yeah, because it, last time I saw she had a heart attack, but she was in stable condition, so that, have I just not been following the social media? I, I mean, check, take a look. Oh, you have Aleppo up. We'll, we'll oh, see. Oh, we, no. Like, we, live, finding out that Carrie Fisher has passed away. We, we, might, be, we might be watching as Chaz learns this news that we're, we've already came to. I mean, I guess if I only saw it on Facebook, it's not not accurate but it looks like the new york times ran oh story. no wow yo oh. wow that just happened today oh, no. wow oh, no <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry everybody chaz is chaz is getting emotional oh, this okay. is not planned i'm sorry i had to kill your princess like yeah. that's okay i mean I that's okay oh, but man. damn hey. 2016 hey. Ain't over yet, y'all. I'm I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, we hugged it out. We hugged it out. I I feel for you, man. No, we we uh we lost. Yeah. Well, well, cheers, cheers to the fallen. She's added. Yeah, I Um, mean, and then George Michael. I know, day ago or two. Right on Christmas. On Christmas, though. He's like, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And the very next day, you gone. gave it away. It's like, damn, son. Wow. That's dark. Yeah, so that's how we're living, and that's how some people are dying. I yo, think. I can't. Yo, 2016 ain't it playing just, no game. It, I know. Everyone, yeah. buck, buckle your seatbelts. Like, don't spend any time in big crowds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for the next, like, six days, you know, just stay, like, past new year just get get to like january 3rd and uh we'll all be good although we'll be closer to trump presidency which you know yeah for me it's like when i had to drive through idaho in the mid 90s in an rv it was like i know i'm trying to get to colorado and that's gonna be cool but idaho is gonna suck sorry Idaho. man she was only 60 years old too i thought she was a little bit older than that but damn all right so, uh, moving on, man. This now is officially the 2017 Look Forward edition. Yeah, right. Of how you live in. So, so 2017. Uh, one of the things for the local area, though, the finishes. It's the final kind of nail of uh, the Seattle area's New Year's is on the 31st. The Huskies play a bowl game. Oh. In the college football playoff against Alabama. So that's. The last oh. day of 2016. So for the local area, that's going to carry over the energy of the Seattle kind of area for the people who are uh, dog fans. Like Go myself. purple. So uh, so they're going to play. So given that 2017 look forward, if they win that game, that's true. They'll be in a national title game in January. So, oh. so there's one thing for okay. the local from Greenwood straight out Seattle. Look forward is uh, maybe if the dogs upset Bama, we'll have a, uh, a Huskies in the playoffs in 2017. Uh, other than that, we got uh, playoff football because the Hawks made the playoffs again. They will host a NFL game in January. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. So uh, that's one of the first things here. And uh, when are you doing the trivia immediately after uh, the New Year's there? Uh, yeah. Uh, I took this week off from it, you know, just to chill out and have fun and, you know, not worry about 
any of those adulting responsibilities. I just want to play some video games and hang out. Yeah. But yeah, next week I'll be doing uh pub quiz, as we like to call it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it should be fun. Also, everywhere looking, I'm going to have to give a straight plug because something I am looking forward to in 2017 is Geek Bowl. Yeah. Geek Bowl is coming to Seattle this year, and it's the 11th Geek Bowl. I started with Geeks Who Drink like maybe four years ago, and I went to my first Geek Bowl in Austin, and it's just a bunch of geeks getting, you know, having drinks, having fun, and, you know, just drinking down. Ju- just just being geeks who drink. So. Yeah. Well, um, well, I should tell them it's happening on the it's happening March fourth, right? And and if you want to come, you guys should come to Seattle and play, right? You can win some prizes and stuff. There's gonna be awesome parties and everything abound. So yeah, you guys should come. Yeah, check it out. So where do they have to go? Uh, if you go to geeksdrink.com, you can find out where to get tickets there. I think last time I checked, we have like 50 tickets left. So this is December 27th. So if so you listen March. to it, yeah. You gotta, yeah, be listening to these episodes right now. Right. But uh, I'll, I'll put it in the description. I'll be like, chat says check out Geek Bowl in March. Buy tickets now. So that'll be in the description. Pretty much just how I said it right there. Right, there I'll you put go. That in the description. So that is like one thing I'm really looking forward to in 2017. Nice. Well, that's cool. And that's early pretty much too. That's spring. Uh, Yeah, man. So I'm the <laughs> obviously the presidency on January 20th is... uh. It's a very big event. Not looking forward to that shit, though. I know it's gonna. Be, <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of me is in a way, and here's why: it, we're not we're not changing the results. So, and in in the spirit of we've got to keep moving on and move forward, uh, we 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 just got to go through it, you know, and you know. <laughs> It might not be the apocalypse, you know. Who knows? You I know what? I, I'm holding on with bated breath, and I'm looking at the first 100 days, right? Right. That, that's what you gotta look at. That, that's where I'm at right now. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know if he has even like a uh, a, a stated plan for his 100 days. Has he? Did he? Did he come out with one of those, or did he basically just kind of say, "Yo, I'm gonna build a wall," and like kind of listed some stuff? Did he ever? Did he actually say his first hundred days plan or something? Or? I think I read somewhere that he did, and it's a lot of um, <laughs> tax cuts and stuff. It's like if you've seen his uh, his tax plan, at least under his tax plan, we'll see more money. Right. But that means O'Connor be shit. So you know you gotta take the crookeds with the straights. So yeah. Basically. I mean he. There's definitely a lot of places that are gonna be happy that he's gonna put a stop to this uh, rampant minimum wage increase by. Uh, municipalities because you know it's $15 an hour here in Seattle and that's awesome but apparently a lot of businesses hate it and so a lot of the local businesses fled the Seattle area when that minimum wage was enacted even though it's not officially 15 yet but it's going there and Portland just recently adopted it and I guess the state of Oregon might have even put something in so it's like no no the state of Oregon did put in for uh, $15 an hour I read that yeah, somewhere. So, so in that situation, like, I I can see that the people that don't believe in that rally into Trump because Trump will probably slow that down and not have it go federal because it was probably getting. I mean, once it hits a couple more states, it's probably going to get federal. So that's going to actually save money for some of these small businesses, which is it's kind of one of these like reverse positives. Yeah, but like even with us, it was it was phased in. Yeah. Like, only big companies had to deal with it in 2016. 
2017 is mid-tier companies like yeah. one I work for. Yeah, I mean, and then it's 2018 where companies it, under 250 people had to start paying fifteen dollars an th- hour. There's a lot of articles though of local businesses that have left, and they claim that it's they they claim it's their minimum wage. But I mean, I right. mean, if they left, that's fine, right? But they and. I mean, they're they're getting out before it was enacted on them. So if they're getting out because they don't want to pay it, no, well, that's the, on them. It is higher still because I mean, it's eleven. Eleven is uh, to the national average is high. Well, so, yeah, the national average. Well, like the national or the federal minimum wage is like seven dollars and twenty five cents. Okay. So yeah. So like it, so, so in some places that's fine. In other places that's complete bullshit. Yeah, most places. And and I think, you, I mean, and, and and in reality, all places. But but. It, with the, Maybe not in Wichita, Kansas. Well, and the problem is the way that our money system is tied into our inflation, which spurns economy growth and all the and all those interest rates. And I I keep hearing that interest rates are at their like all time lows right now. And so if our economy crashes, there's no like room for them to go any lower. So it's like we we we're dependent on an economy rise right now based on how low our interest rates are. The interest rates technically need to go up. But it won't work right now because the economy is so deflated. Sorry, guys. 2017. Hey, everybody. Hold on to your gold. Um, no, what do you mean? We're a fiat currency. Gold doesn't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know that cute person you met from that foreign country, like either Europe or Asia? It, it, strike up a conversation with that person. Start a relationship. Marry and get dual citizenship. Because uh, you, al- I, you always want a lifeboat. You, 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 that's the thing, though. Our economy really affects a lot of other economies too hey, so if we tank well we're never gonna, the whole world tanks we're never gonna tank per se i guess uh, it, more what i'm saying is it's uh the stimul the stimulated economy of like the late 90s is still a far cry from where we're at where the interest rates were probably what at seven percent or something yeah i mean but it was the 90s where blue collar work was still in yeah. now now blue blue collar work is on the down the downturn in certain aspects, right? But I mean, that goes and back into everything like Trump supporters and coal it, mining, right? And, and so and natural gas. So, in the, in turn, what we just did is we created an argument for the Trump presidency in the sense that we just stimulated the idea that a blue collar well, resurgence, if he can deliver that, which is un well. See, see, here's the thing, right? It it it's good in the short term. It is catastrophic in the long term, and I don't think that's what a lot of people understand. Right, like I say, it's good because the people who are like, "Yo, this is the only type of work I know how to do. This is the type of work I've been doing my whole life, and I can't get it anymore." Oh my God, let me look at all these things that are keeping me from doing it, like EPA regulations, right? right? And then so you know, if people have brought up this idea that global warming isn't a thing, right? Then it's quite easy to be like, "Your regulations are bullshit. Or we want to take them away." Right. Right. But when we already know that it isn't bullshit, right, and you need to find ways to move away from natural gases to renewable energies, even though economically it's going to be soul-crushing, right, For unless you don't give two shits about where humanity is in, like, 2250, then fine. Be be like, I have all these years of oil left. But if you care where humanity is in 2250, cut that shit the fuck out. Right. Well, and I mean, yeah, the green economy is like this weird uh, mix of of requirement of heavy 
money, you need a lot of money, finances, and then on top of that, it takes a lot of technical infrastructure, and so... It's a cultural shift. It's that, a, that's yeah. that's all it really is. It's a... Like, one thing, and, and we do, like, we're humans, and we do a lot of cautious things based on fear and misunderstanding. So, like, remember Three Mile Island? Right. Remember when that happened? Before that, we were going to have a nuclear boom, right? We should have nuclear everywhere. We should not have 50% of our power coming from natural gas and coal factories. Fuck that bullshit. No. Yeah. We have much more efficient ways to do that, and it's called nuclear energy. But people are scared of meltdowns. Which can happen, right? But we've had so many precautions that they're they're rare that they happen. I'm from Philadelphia. Philadelphia has nuclear power, and we love that shit, right? It makes it pre- it's pretty cheap now, right? Like the initial cost is high, and they make you pay that down for like 30 years. But then once the plant's paid for, like the cost for per watt is like super mm-hmm. low for the efficiency. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember that from like uh, SimCity, you know, 2000. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play that game? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah, see, that was hot. I mean, I'm a little bit older, so, like, I think it was, like, right in that era. But we. I mean, ha- I've played SimCity before, just not specifically SimCity 2000. That's what I'm saying. It was specifically SimCity 2000, and we had, like, these network Macs. And uh, if you went in the photo lab, because that's where they had the color Macs, you could do it, like, during certain break times and certain days of uh, the week, and it'd be open. And you'd go in there, and there'd always be like two or three kids playing uh, SimCity 2000. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you'd learn about your like coal power is really efficient, but a meltdown would destroy your city. <laughs> right. Anyway, we'll we'll shout out since we're doing callbacks and look forwards. <laughs> shout out to uh, SimCity 2000. Um. All right. Well, otherwise, 2017. I mean, we've got the return of some sports up here in the Northwest and around the country. You know, we're gonna have hockey's gonna get hot again. Get towards its uh, conclusion, finals. You're gonna get baseball coming back. Uh, you know, Seahawks could go all the way, man. You never know. They've got all these broken wheel people now. That's like, true. But I'm I'm calling it. I, I'm sorry, Seattle. I'm calling it Patriots versus Cowboys Ooh. this year. I mean, I I gotta admit that that would be a hot matchup for this season. As a Hawks fan, I, I don't want it to be true. Be like us beating Dallas at Dallas to get to the Super Bowl would be pretty epic. That I could see that happening. If I it, could see that yeah. happening, but. I don't know. We've had a bit. We've been we've been hit or miss this season. Injuries, man. We're yeah. Been, we've been yeah. It's the injury season, but yeah. And we could have won the other day. That was some bad like plays towards the end of the game. What is up with Stephen Hauschka this season? I don't know, man. Stephen Hauschka. I mean, fam, what's good? We call, do we need to take you out for some drinks, right? How, how you living, Stephen Hauschka? Right. I know, right? Stephen Hauschka. Do you want to be on the podcast? You, if you do, yeah. I want to know how you live. Stephen House Money Hauschka. <laughs> where are you at? Where are you at, man? We need that cash house money, baby. That's what we called you. I used to put my hands up before you kicked. I would put my hands up in bars and public places before you kicked, and people thought I was an asshole until you made it every time, and then they right. It's kind of like that Sanaa Lincoln from uh, Loving Basketball. So. You see Loving? Have you seen Loving Basketball before? No. Nah. Right, like Sanaa Lathan. Uh, put the uh, you should put the uh, the trailer on. What's what's this Loving Basketball? What? <laughs> Love it, ba- how y'all not know Love it, I don't know. It I, has Sanaa Lathan and it has Omar Epps, and it's basically about um this young boy and this young girl that live near each other, and then they grow up and they fall in love basically through basketball, and they're both their stories intertwined through basketball. Is that Omar Epps of Juice fame? Yup. Oh, nice, dude. Mm-hmm. 
How right. you, how you living? You got the juice. Like those are kind of <laughs> closely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, that's a that's a good one. If you haven't seen it before, check it out. Right. But she does this thing where she's about to shoot a J, and then she leaves her hand up there, and she's like, mmm, and it's just like money. And then, oh, nice. I, and then her coach just kind of just gets on her about it. But then that becomes like her signature move, her like awkward but in action form. Like it's a it's a good movie. You should watch it. Huh. Okay. All right. How many how many stars? Out of how five? many stars out of five? I mean, so for a basketball movie, I'm gonna give it three and a half. Three but and I half. only All say right. three and a half because I give most movies that I'm like you should watch it. You'll enjoy it, but you probably won't crave for it again. A three and a half. What's your favorite basketball movie overall? Oh God, I don't think Space Jam. Oh, <laughs> wow, we even went hot for that. Sorry, folks. Yeah, that's that's important. We got, I mean, Space Jam. Hell yeah. Okay, check. We're good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, gosh, I was gonna say like the air up there because it's like Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, and then maybe my other one is Airbud because I'm oh, still seven. Nice. What about or <laughs> you can be uh, like Mike? Is that uh? Oh crap, a little bow wow. bow wow. Oh my god, it's Jonathan Lipnicki. Yep, yep. Or what about Eddie? You can do Eddie. Oh my god, no, Joanna man. Joanna man. Or uh, <laughs> what about? Uh, oh, or the Six Man. Or forget Paris? Is that what it called? Forget Paris. What is that? The the Billy the Crystal when he's that? when he's an NBA referee. What? <laughs> I've never heard of this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. He's he plays in it's like NBA affiliated too. Like they have licensed teams and he's an NBA ref in the Damn, movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's like stars. Yeah. There you go, man. Boom. That one's pretty solid. I mean, what else? You got hoop dreams. Oh, who jeans? Like I said, what? what what's Juana the one, man? What's the one uh, with Ray Lewis? The one with Ray Lewis. Was that uh, he got game? No, I don't think so. His, uh, Ray Lewis might be in He Got Game. I think so. Okay. We mm. Put up He Got Game. Come on, man. We gotta we gotta do something. All right, he's he's googling He Got Game. I mean, uh, like, or, so I or, guess you haven't seen Juana man. You haven't seen the I have Six seen, Man. I've seen Juana man. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the Six Man. Uh. I haven't officially seen all of Like Mike. I think like it's been on cable before. Uh oh, see, he got game is Denzel. So oh what, yeah. Uh, so then, what's Ray Lewis? Uh, basketball is that not Basketball Diaries? Is it? It's Ray Lewis. Who am I thinking of? Maybe I'm not. I'm I'm saying the wrong guy. It's not Ray. Oh, you Ray know, Allen. Ray Allen. Oh, okay. What am I? What am I? Yeah, Ray Allen, man. Oh okay. Yeah, not not uh Oh, if you want not see, linebacker fame Ray Lewis. If you want to see a really bad uh So what movie was he in? Okay, here we go. Ray Allen. Sorry everybody. He it is in He Got Game. All right. I I'm all right. I I uh I <laughs> I feel vindicated. Oh, okay. Yeah, he played the baller and he got game. Oh, okay, okay. Ray Allen, but I didn't say Ray Allen, so that's part of the problem. Anyway. <laughs> I was but, like, "Ray, what?" Sorry, I haven't that. seen he got game. That would be great. What if what if Ray Lewis played? <laughs> oh my god! But He's just like speaking? yelling at Denzel the whole time. I'm gonna sack you. Right. Oh, Yo, man. but speaking of Denzel, I saw Fences yesterday. Oh really? Right. How many stars does that get? That that gets four out of five stars. It's a it's definitely it should be an Oscar contender. What's the 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 overall arcing premise? I mean, it's just basically following this one dude named Troy, 
and basically just like him living his life right and kind of like the internal struggles a man living in pittsburgh in 1956 or wait not like in the 1940s i should say sorry um and just have to deal with it like his wife making mistakes i mean it's just it's yeah it's a, it's just a day in a life just done well great acting great dialogue it feel it felt very real it is and those movies need to feel real because that's the only way you can empathize with those type of stories if they feel real uh have you seen rogue one yet i have seen rogue one i enjoyed rogue one no spoilers for people that way people don't give us hate mail I mean, but it's gonna. I mean, we what, can what talk you, about it. What did you think we, overall? We, we can we can talk about it because we can just tell them in the copy. We talking about Rogue One warning spoilers. Yeah, but then we, yeah. <laughs> okay, now, well, now <laughs> you know what? I don't have authority over the comments, so you can put that in. I put the other thing in earlier, so we're just writing the comments as we go, man. We're just saving time, dude. We're so efficient. Right. Cheers to us. Good looking yeah. out. Those, yeah. Uh, well, uh, so yeah, that's good basketball jargon. So. Yeah, uh, would you would you go to games if uh, if the Sonics existed? Would you go catch a game? Yeah, I'd catch a game. Cause it's like it's way more approachable of a sport than like football. Cause football is so expensive. You're outdoors. It's like a whole dedication. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where like basketball, like you could catch like you know some team that's doing really bad that year. I mean, like swinging so, through for like twelve. So I gotta roll this back for a second. Cause okay. he asked me, would I go to a game if the Sonics were playing? Like uh, the the storm is chopped liver or something. <laughs> like like we're like we're well, storm play. I'm hey just man. saying the storm ain't chopped liver. The storm wins championships, man. They they do win championships. Like, I uh I actually was an intern for uh the Portland Fire basketball team in 2004 2005. What? Yeah, I uh I worked in the the uh, the Blazers had three interns and they had already signed up, but she got my resume late for the internship and so she uh she emailed me and she's like i'm just gonna create a position for you uh would you mind working with the the women's team and i was like no i just need i need an internship credit and she's like all right we'll come down to the offices so i came down to the offices and i had like this little desk and a computer and like a little uh printer and everything and uh i was supposed to you know maintain parts of the website and uh Every I went up to visit probably like I don't know three weeks into my internship, and the other interns were all crammed into this one cubicle. There was like two computers and like three or four interns, and uh, they they're, they were living life just like hell. And they're like, "Hey, we've heard about you. We've we've gotten your emails." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm downstairs." And they're like, "Oh, that's that's too bad." And I like saw their situation and I was like, "Yeah, it's too bad." <laughs> And they went downstairs to my single desk that I had by myself without anybody. It was pretty uh it's pretty cool working for the women's team. But uh yeah, the uh the storm always beat the fire back then. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys you guys were the best. I uh I uh I only went to a few of their games. I did get to go to a bunch of Blazer games. Um yeah, it was fun. But just in case you wanted to know, if you're in the Seattle area, on July 22nd, 2017, the WNBA All-Star Game will be at Key Arena. So, wow. I know, right? That's pretty tight. I guess speaking of like events like that, I don't know if we'll get Dota again this year or if it's Liga. If it's Liga Legends or Dota that comes here every year. I always forget. I think it's Dota 2 that comes to uh, Key Arena oh, and League, plays. League of Legends plays. 
I think that that that's an interesting. Uh, Being a gamer, I should know that. I should be like, and like people are gonna be out there like, Chaz, you should know this. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Then we'll get email at all. So you know, just shout out, shoot, shoot it at Twitter, shoot him on Twitter, man. F- follow Chaz. Follow Chaz everywhere. Just not personally. Just on Twitter. <laughs> Stay away from the man. He's got things to do. Uh, yeah, man. 2017's looking all right. See, we we can make people feel better about this. This is good. This is cathartic. See, mm-hmm. we're leaving 2016 with our head, he- heads held high. You know, you know. So we, you know, the Seattle area is. Ex- Ecstatic about their MLS Cup. It's making its tour. Around. Oh hell yeah! I'm sure, it's getting drank plenty of holiday ales out of it. And shout out to them Sounders, you know. Go Sounders! Uh, my Timbers did make a move on a on an international goalie, so uh, they're looking to re up into the 2017 season. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully, we do a better showing than we did last year. And uh, yeah. That's that's my foray into the Northwest Soccer Arena. Yeah, the Seattle Storm. I've always been proud of those guys. They uh, they, I like that they disbanded from the ownership group that took the Sonics away, mm-hmm. and that the Sonics didn't even see the value in a women's team, and just like, yeah, you guys can kick it here. So they totally like disbanded, and they've been a successful franchise, which is which is really cool for them and for uh, for the Seattle area. And honestly, it's what should have happened with the. Seattle team to begin with. I mean, the city should have bought the Sonics. Everyone looking at how basketball has grown, they would have purchased it for around 400 million back in the late 90s, early 2000s, before Howard Schultz got involved, and uh, that property would be worth like 1.5 billion probably this year. So just within 15 years, you triple your money. That's a uh, that's a good investment, and, and the city could have sold it then to a local ownership group because now we have good financial transparency so we actually see what our rich people are doing and you know people would have bought the team so you know hindsight hopefully uh hopefully they get an nhl franchise it's looking like soon uh there's a couple that might move here so if they can get a, a an arena deal together we might get an nhl team before the nba but then you, you know what i've been thinking about arenas and i mean especially with uh, like Key Arena uses it for a lot of concerts, so I feel like that's not a waste of space. But I feel like a football stadium, other than like I've only heard of a few concerts being there, but I guess there could be some concerts that I haven't heard of there. Oh, well, between the Seahawks and the Sounders, because it's one of the only dual-use stadiums in both those leagues, because both those leagues um uh, don't allow that anymore. And so what happened was Seattle built that stadium right in that early 2000s window when Paul Allen had – and Paul Allen's the richest owner in every league that he's in. He okay. actually has more money than anybody in any league that he's in. He's the richest owner by billions. Um, only if Warren Buffett bought a team with somebody or Bill Gates would somebody own a team that would be richer. So he has a lot of clout in those leagues. And so he basically said, hey, I'm building this arena for more than one thing. And they were like, no, you're good, cool. So, you know, the soccer team plays like 50 games a year. So that's 25 home games. Plus you have, uh, what, eight Seahawks games plus preseason. And then you have boat show. And, yeah, it, it ends up getting booked, man. It's, it's yeah. And then they do European soccer tours there. Yeah, but what do they do in the winter? Or, I mean, other than, like, but a game a week? 
Right, like so. Soccer starts again in February. Okay, but isn't there some downtime between the two? Yeah, but I mean, it, in a way, what it is, it's a sports factory. You got to look at it. And mm-hmm. So there's people there working every day in that factory. So it is a jobs bill to build stadiums right. to a degree. I do know next door they have like the arena, and where they have concerts and stuff in there. But I'm just saying, like that yeah. one, like the base, the not baseball, the football field itself. I'm like. Like, during those days where it's not being used, I wonder, like, how do they pay for it, or can it be used more? Like, to spend all that money and all that space for that, can it be used more effectively and more efficiently? And I don't just mean that in Seattle. I mean that in any city. Right. I mean, in Philly, we have, you know, our whole South Philadelphia is, not whole South Philadelphia, but a good portion of South Philadelphia is dedicated to just sports arenas did you did you attend any of those sporting events oh yeah i've gone to uh 76ers games gone to two eagles games gone to phillies games nice, I, huh? I hadn't gone to an nhl game though okay but so that's the one good thing out there the court well the flyers the flyers i was gonna say the name of the place but last time i remember it was the core state center i think it's probably changed by now yeah again because it's always when the bank changes the name changes right right and Fi- financial uh, systems arena Right. Yeah, exactly. Might as well be, yeah. Does Wells Fargo own any of those? Because, you know, they open fake accounts. Do they ever open any fake arenas? No, there's, a, there's like a Wells Fargo arena out there. Um, That was a bad joke. I said they, they open fake accounts. Did they ever open fake arenas? <laughs> no, Thanks. that was an all right joke. But yeah, I was like, going to say that the 76ers and the Flyers, they both play in the same arena, so they get to save that. And then they also have other, other teams that play. Um... Yeah. No. Did you go? How many uh, Phillies games did you go to? Oh, only a handful. I'm not really into baseball. Uh, like too, too, too slow of a sport. What's the? Uh, what's what's your gripe with baseball? I like baseball, but I'll tell you why after Man, you tell me why you don't like it. It's it's too slow of a sport, and there's not. And I feel like in the other main sports, there's a lot more chances to show grandiose athleticism. In baseball, there are moments where you can show grandiose athleticism, but they're not. They're so few and far between that I'm kind of just like, eh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, I always kind of look at it like a chess match, and so both teams are always constantly trying to outwit each other in the arena of baseball. And uh, yeah, certain games or blowouts are not fun, and anytime there's a, it's a, it's a chess match for me, and uh, that that's kind of. That's the way I look at it. So it's it's constantly uh, who can outwit the next, get the next move ahead, and uh, and then there's the the bad games aren't good, and the games that uh, that are exciting are exciting. You know, it's a, I've left games in the fifth inning, you know, and I've uh, I've been the last person standing there in a twelve inning game. It felt like <laughs> like people left in the seventh, and some team rallied back. So. And uh, and it's an approachable game, like I said before. It's it's one of the cheaper ones when you if you travel, and they have a long season. So if you're like traveling around the country, I go to arenas. It's usually a baseball game, like. Oh yeah, I mean most, most of the time. It's definitely, and they do deals all the time. There's always the guy like, and, cause and they do midweek things too. So yeah, 
There's like, come in on Wednesday when we have kids get bubblegum day. You go, free. Yeah. It's like bobblehead day. Bobblehead day. Like, there's yeah. always these days. Like, it's not even like they're there for the team. You're there for the other shit. I mean, full disclosure, I'm wearing a Mariners shirt. I'm actually wearing, it's a it's an improv uh, Nelson Cruz jersey Mariners shirt. So. Nice. So, uh, I, I am an Mariners. I'm a, yeah. I like, uh. I like baseball. It's it's I like all the sports though. I'm uh I'm addicted to sports. It's it's like you know, visual opera versus you know, for, for dudes. It's like there's drama and a lot of like money on the line and like people are like into it fanatically, you know, fans. Right. Yeah, there's something attractive about that. And I think that's why arenas get built. I mean you know that's the there's not no fault it's like the the reality of the clustering of civilization together it creates a rally points oh yeah no it's modern day coliseum yeah well with that man let's go into our final praise for looking forward to 2017 as we're moving past the summer of sports into the next fall and winter uh of next year so there's movies Movies, movies, movies. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's uh, going to be interesting. Is that So that's a Marvel shared project with Sony. Sony allowed Marvel to reinvest some time into the... They, they worked out a deal. I wouldn't, it, it allowed is... Yeah, they worked out a deal. They worked out a deal. It's that, a licensing deal, basically. But, but Fox still hasn't budged on the X-Men to try to join the Guardians of the Galaxy and the like. I mean, it would have to join the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, yeah, I mean, just in general, it, w- it would be tied into that. But they need them physically for a movie, this, like, total annihilation-type movie where everything fights, like, Thanos, I guess. Or uh, I mean, they're going to do the Infinity Saga is what I'm calling it now because I know it's not called the Infinity uh, Wars Part 1 and 2. It's going to be called Infin- It's going to be called something and something, but they're going to be tied together. Right. But they're going to have, like, two very different story arcs, it, it seems, so... Huh. But oh, so the first one doesn't come out until 2018. So, so. you're saying that even uh, Fox is going to try and produce something on their end to do Infinity Project with the X-Men characters or no, just fuck on the Marvel? That. Yeah. Like I mean they they're still they're putting out uh they're still putting out what one every 3 years to make sure they fulfill the within a certain amount of time arrangement. I mean they rebooted it. So the next one's going to take place in the 90s. X-Men X-Men is on their own path. The X-Men don't don't consider X-Men ever entering the in, the Marvel Cinematic Universe anytime soon. Yeah. Because they rebooted it with X-Men First Class, then they did X-Men X-Men Apocalypse, I think, and then X-Men... I, there was one... No, it's X-Men Days of Future Past, then X-Men Apocalypse, and now there's going to be another one coming out do after you, that. Do you think if this Homecoming, this little, like you said, they arranged a deal, if this works, do you think maybe Fox would budge a little bit to work with Marvel Studios. If this makes them a ton of money, say, mm-hmm. do you think that's that's better bargaining chip on the Marvel side to say, like... might, but I'm actually... Honestly, I'm pretty happy the Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't have the X-Men because the X-Men is, like, so big in their own right. Oh, that they kind of would overshadow all these other stories we're telling? Or? Like, there's so many... They have so many different mutants right. that they could put in... That and I felt like they've done well adding in all these other things. If they just add in like, oh hey mutants, right? Yeah, it might be weird. Like, 
I got you. So I, I mean, so I the think homecoming's cool because it is, it is throwing, and this is no spoiler because it's in the trailer. Uh, it's Robert Downey Jr. as his Iron Man. I mean, uh, if you've seen Civil War, you know this. So yeah, that's not uh, like that's not like spoiler alert. I, I what <laughs> a new movie, man. Whatever, whatever. I'm trying to be nice to people. <laughs> always, always trying to help people. Um, yeah. So uh, basically, next year has some moments we can we can we can uh, use our our cinematic pleasure to kind of check out when things get rough and we can uh we can watch our sporting teams they'll still be well funded they're part of these jobs plans so mm-hmm. you can't build a wall between you and your stadium so uh, mm-hmm. i know it's a bad joke you can't even bring up the wall anymore it's 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 too racial divisive of a i mean but they they won't be able to build it because it'll be too expensive yeah where the fuck is he gonna find 36 billion dollars to build a wall yeah I right and yeah. then all the permits they're gonna have to get and like all the all the bureaucratic tape they have to go through yeah. in order for that to happen it's going to be an on-starter start the project and finally one of the states just in the middle of the project is like yeah we're not doing it and it's like what it's like half a right bit, i mean wall. i mean if they do anything it's if he really was true about building a wall it would take two whole fucking turns to get that done you know what's interesting like i and i mean this is all like social structure analysis stuff like what if he invested like half that like fifteen billion dollars in the Mexican border town economies, and tried and like beef up the uh, the way of life on the other side, so that you know their economy could be stimulated and and basically because it's already kind of uh, apparently due to numbers, it's like a null transfer of immigrants right now. Like it's there's there's just as many people leaving the U.S. as people are coming. So that that in turn right now is is the case, but um. It's the rampant illegal immigrants that he's talking about, which you know there's no real figures because you know that's hard to trace. But uh, but really, a lot of people talk about that they come over here to get jobs, and they would be perfectly happy working jobs on the other side of the border if they were offering jobs. I mean, like if we create if we helped create like a jobs plan in Mexico, it would probably save us a lot of money fighting this drug war as as well as uh i mean but his supporters they're they're wholly against that well maybe like other that, than mitt that, romney who i mean did you grew up in mexico did you see his that big story back when uh carrier jobs and it was like i see 1000 carrier jobs from going to mexico right. right and then that whole debacle and then the and some of them were still gonna go to to mexico anyway. yeah yeah and, well, yeah. and he was talking down to the union rep that was like well, like, yeah, that's not the whole story. So, like, he really, he's really trying to keep, he's really, he's in that vein of people that think that instead of adjusting to globalization, they want to stave it off because they want to keep their status quo. Which I completely understand. Yeah, no, it's going to, uh, yeah. No, it's, it, the jobs plan of his, I mean, it, it if he can revitalize places like Detroit and Cleveland, that that for me as somebody who I don't think he has plans to do that. No, he does in a way because he he is going to the he did go to Michigan. He won in Michigan and he won in Ohio and uh and I I actually do believe that to some degree he he is going to spend some time looking into how he can open factories there and I mean if, like but it, like what is like from a practical standpoint what will they produce. I mean, that's the thing is, it, it, most of the people in the Detroit area are machinists. 
So, you know, you take that background of machinists, you find out how many percentage of the machinists are left in the working economy, how many are unemployed, how many are still unskilled to the level you need, maybe they can be trained. Like, you look at that, because what it, what it turns out... But what, what will they produce? Like, well, that, sure, they can do the job, but what is the job? Well, I mean, right, that's the thing in America right now, is there there's, there is innovation in, in, you know, smaller smart car technology. They could be building smart car bodies, they could be building batteries, they could be building... Uh, you know, a number of things that you retrofit um, properties that have been basically abandoned, um, warehouse properties and whatnot, uh, and you, you utilize new technologies that also embed with machine technologies, things that we do need to build. We, I, I, we always have to build things. People, people don't think that we're not building things. It's that other people are building things. So as a society, like, looking forward, we can build more of the things. It's okay. It's not going to hurt the international economy. They're no, no, keep... no. I know that. I mean, if we're going to put them to work because that, now yeah. that, that got my brain going where I want them. I really I'm all about that green energy because it's more efficient. And once we once we can start just basically having our own, um, which we call it our own like self producing, like, you know, yeah, having solar panels and basically we're self-sufficient when it comes to powering our own homes. I think that that's where it's going to be and and I think and that's scary to people who to everyone who works in coal and, yeah, right. and I'm going to continue like that's going to be like my big fight during the Trump presidency is like yo answer answer those people you talk to right well no for me it's it's going to be like making sure we do more for self-efficiency when it comes to energy because cuz really the talk about you know coal and natural gas being the bulk of our energy it, it's not complete bullshit right now, but I think it should be complete bullshit in the next 15 years. Right. And and it won't be a complete bullshit in the next 15 years, given Trump's presidency and what he says he's going to do. But. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to allow us to do our shout outs and, uh, and our forward looking finish up here. Uh, I want to say you can follow me still at S-E-A-T-O-W-N for C-Town Mayor, M-A-Y-O-R. Cause I'm the Seatown Mayor, man. I'm here to uh, <coughs> assist your civil municipality next to the ocean, and uh, as well as uh, Chaz here. How can they find you on the uh, on the Twitterverse? You can find me on Twitter at C R S I I. That's basically my initials plus the second because you know my dad wanted me to have a pretentious ass name. That's cool. No, I like it, man. I'm technically not a junior, but my dad and I share a middle name. So, oh, okay. And my grandpa and my great grandpa. So there you go. A uh, little behind the story. And uh, also, always check out Geeks Who Drink Trivia. Go check out the Geek Bowl. It's coming up in March. Buy your tickets now. Look for Chaz. Him and his company do good things. That's how we met. And uh, and uh, DJ uh, Chazzy Jeff here, you're going uh, <laughs> to you know, run us out. So uh, peace out to everybody. Thanks for listening. Remind yourself to ask once in a while, how you living? All right, how you living? Take care, guys. Yes, I'm laying odds on tomorrow, so let's start tomorrow tonight. Catch a feel, baby, we're in the chicken.